thank you for tuning into the podcast. How did this get played? Unfortunately, we have a um, announcement. The hosts, Nick Weiger and Heather Ann Campbell, are dead. They've been dead for 35 years after they murder-suicided each other. Yes, it's a unfortunate tragedy. But on the bright side, we're here, Heather and Nick's g-g-g-ghosts, all month long to review the worst horror games of all time. It's How Did This Get Slayed! We try to survive impossibly difficult NES horror game Friday the 13th this week on How Did This Get Slayed! Welcome to How Did This Get Slayed, the show where we discuss the worst and weirdest horror video games of all time. I'm Nick Weiger alongside Heather Ann Campbell. Wait, I thought we were doing our spooky names. Oh, that's right. We're going to do spooky. Did you have one for you? Yeah. You Um, gave me a spooky name. Oh, you were going to use that one? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Hold on. I'll I'll take that again. No, don't take it. Just go. Just go, man. Just say it. No, I'm going to say it, but I'm just saying, like, we'll keep all this in, but I'm just saying I'm going to, I'm going to do that same intro again. Okay, great. (laughs) I'm Nick Diger alongside Leatherface Ann Campbell. Hi, I'm Leatherface Ann Campbell. Matt, I forgot yours. <laughs> it's Bat Babadooka. <laughs> That's the best one. <laughs> it's a hat on a hat, but it's very yeah, good. Yeah, it's too much. Maybe, yeah, uh, maybe split them up. Yeah. But you know, since we're going to be spending all of October in gaming hell, examining these terrible video games in this horror genre, genre I find particularly unpleasant, we are introducing a new feature as well. Before we get into our bad game every episode, Heather and I are going to spend 70 seconds in gaming heaven. This is the most excited I've been about anything since the podcast began. So uh, it's, it's, uh, it's thrilling. It's thrilling. 35 seconds of talking about a game we love. We get, yes, we, get, we, each get, we each get half of this 70-second time period loosely to discuss a game that we are actually enjoying currently. Uh, Matt's got a timer that he is going to start. Let us know when we're going to begin. Okay, here we go. Ready? Go. Okay, uh, I've been playing. Uh, uh, by the time this comes out, Dragon Quest Eleven, the the actual full game should be out for Switch. Um, I've been playing the demo extensively, and you can transfer your save. You can use Japanese voices. Uh, I finished the game on PC. I love it, and and I'm playing in draconian mode, so you have like extra challenge, which is great because this game the difficulty level is a little too easy. Where are we in the timer? You got about uh, fifty seconds left. Oh fuck! Okay, all 15? right, fifteen, fifty. Wait. Oh, I, oh, okay. Oh, we got plenty of time. Oh, okay. I was rushing through it. That's yeah, nice. seventy minutes. Yeah. Seventy seconds is a long time. You've been enjoying. Uh, you've been enjoying Dragon Quest Eleven as well. Yes, I, I have been enjoying it. Um, the actual game drops this week when we record. Yes. Uh, I went um about halfway through the game on PS4, and then they announced the ultimate edition, and I was like, oh well, then I'll stop. So um, yes, I'm very excited for the full orchestral voice. The, the orchestral score is, is great. This is a lot of pressure. It is a lot of pressure because I'm feeling like okay. I want to talk earnestly and honestly, but I also yeah. want to make sure I get my thoughts in. Yeah. Nine, but is it a No, come on. Seven, I just I come also on, played six, Mother 3 and I beat it. Five, and it's been taking me four, years, but I beat it this week. Three, and it was so great. Two, one. Uh,
All right, that's All right, over. Stop it. Yeah, everybody uh, back to being miserable. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should we should have given you more time to talk about how you finished Mother 3. <laughs> but, but that's it. 70 seconds are over. Yeah. That gave me a headache. <laughs> yeah. Very stressful. Yeah. Uh, and hey, what else is stressful? Playing this week's game, Friday the 13th for NES, based on the horror film franchise, released back in 1989 by now-defunct publisher LJN. It's a side-scrolling action game outdoors that switches over to uh, over-the-shoulder room-based movement indoors, and you control six teenage camp counselors attempting to defeat the marauding serial killer Jason. It's very confusing. And to help us break down this game, an actor and comedian from Super Ego and the podcast In Voorhees We Trust with Gorley and Rust, Matt Gorley is here. Hi, Matt. Hi. I sort of feel like uniquely qualified to, to be here to, to join you in your hate for this. <laughs> it's incredible. It's really an insane. We, we can't, and uh, you were playing the game when we arrived and I, and I want to talk about all of our shared experiences uh, playing, trying to figure out how this game works. Cause it's, it's just so it's like uniquely baffling. I would, I would like, would you say Heather? It's like very. Yeah. Yes. I, I'll say that. So my first, my first playthrough of this, I was like, what the fuck is happening? Yes. It felt like goalless. Um, yeah. But then. <laughs> like the movies. <laughs> <laughs> but then I read up, like I read the instruction manual online and sort of read up on the on the philosophy of yes. the game. And I think there is an argument to be made that this is one of the first open world video games. It's an open world game with a day-night cycle. It has some elements that are definitely ahead of the, the curve for Super 1989. Ahead. Yeah. Um, and we'll get into that in a second. But but first, I want to talk a little bit about uh, another topic. So one of your many podcasts, Matt, you uh, James Bonding. You discuss the James Bond franchise. And I know you're a big fan of that. Uh, there have been a number of James Bond video games which James Bond video games have you uh, played for better or worse? Well, this is where it gets embarrassing because I was yeah. telling you earlier that it's like blasphemous that I never had my GoldenEye period. I've played it, but I, I wasn't into gaming when it came out. Yes. But I had like a Commodore 64 Spy Who Loved Me game back in the 80s. <laughs> and then wow. I played like wow. like PlayStation 3 uh, Bond game called Bloodstone and Quantum of Solace. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they were, you know, not great. So I really missed the window there. Yeah. Was Bloodstone yeah. even connected to a movie? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't think it was, but it had its own theme song and like title sequence, like a movie, like a yeah. Bond movie does. So, uh, in a way. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And a little bit better. Yeah. That was a little bit better. Oh, because that was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, you never played GoldenEye. Heather, did you play GoldenEye? Yes. You must have. Yeah, I was a huge GoldenEye player and a huge Perfect Dark player. Oh, yeah. Which was the GoldenEye engine, but they didn't have the license anymore. So they expanded on all of the ideas of GoldenEye. They added bots. Uh, it needed the uh, N64 RAM cart. Yeah, they made uh, the frame rate even lower. Which <laughs> <laughs> really chugs. But it was, but it was, I really, I mean, like... We, I, my friends and I would play it, and we had all these like built modes because you yeah. could save modes and bots. It was great. I uh, I played it once or twice, but then it was reissued later as Legends. Did you guys do you know about that with not. Daniel Craig? Mm -hmm. oh, so no. yeah, so you could be Daniel Craig in Goldeneye, and it was just strange. And like Judy Dench was in there, and oh. it was just kind of like you know not quite the point. Huh. Right. Yeah. They. It, it's like a kind of the kind of the charm of it was when it came out for for the Nintendo sixty four. Is it's like that was the period where 
And we'd been coming off of the period where there were games like Friday the 13th, where there were so many licensed games that were generally, it was generally a sign that a game was going to be terrible. Mm-hmm. If it was a yeah. tie, it was tied yeah. to a movie, an existing IP. And ironically, those are the games that brought me into gaming. Like <laughs> yeah. Any of those. Yeah. Jaws, Friday the 13th. Wow. Yeah, all Wait, these things. You played the Jaws game for NES? A little bit. Yeah. I mean, wow. I was never a huge gamer except way back in the day, like Sega Master System. Okay. Uh, and then, uh, but yeah. So for, the cards, you had the cards? Yeah, I did, yeah. Did you play Ghost House? I played Ghost House. Ghost House is a great game. And I would carry those cards in my wallet for what? no, no what? good reason, thinking like, I might need to trade. Wait. You know? <laughs> wow. I, no other kid had it. You had, you had you had a wallet as a child? <laughs> well, I wasn't like two. I'm, I'm sorry to say I was like late junior high, early high school when oh, that okay. thing came out. So yeah, I guess I did have one. <laughs> great, great. I had money. I was a solvent. Okay. I was, you know, respectable part of the economy. <laughs> and tell me about Ghost House. I've, I, I think I've God, heard of this what game, do but you I've never played I'm, it. So, I'm also confusing it with Wonder Boy Monster Land. Oh, but, oh yeah, another okay, that fantastic that one I love. Taylor Mead. Oh, God. Like, there's, oh, I love... Um, there was something about Friday the 13th that reminded me of, of Wonder Boy and Monster Land. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sort of the way they are both unbeatable <laughs> to children. <laughs> uh, Ghost House was a game... Uh, where it was like a mashup of all, all these different horror monsters. So yeah. you like fought Dracula, mummies. Right. Uh, the the game was small scale because it came on the card yeah, instead they were of the cart. Um, economy games. Yeah, I, I think my parents got me like a like a bargain bin master system. Like, yeah, there. I get some footage of it right yeah. now. But Looks this, like you're you're this kid with uh with big uh big elf ears. He's, yeah, he was a vampire kid. He was a vampire kid. Yeah, got it. Sega was really yeah. big into just kids. Yeah. Alex Kid, Alex Kid, Wonder Boy, Wonder Boy, this kid, Eddie Munster. So yeah, yeah this guy, this guy looks like Eddie Munster. He's got bats. He's battling. He's got what looks like a a, a transparent Slimer ripoff, a big fat ghost with its tongue out. Um, he dodged a missile earlier. I don't know what that was about. So he's, he's a vampire boy who is hitting bats. Yeah, he's, he's, kind. he's punching punching bats to death. He's oh like a God. he's like a good that classic horror trope. <laughs> he's a good kid. Oh, yeah. Okay, he's I was this so fun. I would have loved master this. system. And I think knowing me, like, and this is to a fault. The pro- I probably got this over the Nintendo because it looked the console looked cooler. It oh, definitely on did. top of my TV. It yeah. looked way cooler, and yeah, because like, I, and that was honestly a thing that you know that was Sega's marketing would leaned on that for a while. Yeah, yeah. Especially in the Genesis era, they figured out that coolness was their was their hook. Even See, their like cartridge cases had those white. With the blue line, yeah, they were grid. all consistent yes. design. Yeah. Oh yeah, like you could have cool. a bookshelf of them and yeah. really like soothe your OCD. Did you have the 3D <laughs> glasses? Yes. No, no, no. I didn't. A friend did, but oh my god, and they never quite worked. No, they really don't. <laughs> no. They don't. They didn't. Did you ever play Zillion? I did not play Zillion. That was my favorite. I've never. Did met you ever play? Human being can we has. just can we just do this for yeah. a little bit? Yeah. Uh, did you play Aztec Adventure? I did. Yes. Oh my god! And you say these, and I get excited, and then I realize I can't remember a thing about it. Aztec Adventure all- was you're like an adventurer, and you would throw money at the locals <laughs> until they would join that. your side. It's Wait. a deeply offensive game. A pro-colonialism yeah. platformer. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Uh, how about Ken Saiden? No, I never had that one. I remember all these. Uh, there was like a Ghostbusters Alien Buster one. Do you remember that one? I don't it was remember. like Second Wave Master Alien System. Buster. Uh, that's not the name. But. I had also an Altered Beast, which was really, mm. really shitty. Was there an Altered Beast for Master System? Yeah. Oh wow, just a really like uh, yeah. slimmed down port. Again, this if you get a system the generation after it comes out, yes, then you can get a ton of games, right? 
And if you're a child, you're like, these are yeah. great. Yeah. Rambo 3, did you ever play that I one with the gun? Rambo that 3. was one of the gun ones. Oh, cool. I, d- yeah. I do, because I didn't have a master system, but my friend oh. David in uh, in elementary school had one, and I was over at his place playing. I'm trying to remember what games we play. I do remember Alex uh, Alex Kidd, right? Yep. Is it K-I-D-D? It's yeah. K-I-D-D. Yeah. I remember yeah. Alex Kidd, and then I remember... Um, uh, fuck. There, was it? Did was there a shinobi for it? No, I, mean, it was, I think it was called Black Belt. Something. Like there was some that? sort of karate themed game. Yeah, I remember. Black yeah. Belt. Oh my god. Black Belt. That's oh, what it was. I yes. had this. Yeah, Black Belt. It was. This, this, I'm having a major like nostalgic moment that I'm afraid I'm gonna think know something about myself I didn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm flashing back in a major way right now. Tell us where you are. Tell us the tell us the room. What's I'm in room? my room and it's like a rust colored carpet with uh-huh. burn marks. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I got into some bad things. Oh, no. <laughs> I almost burnt my house down. Will you Google Zillion for Yeah. I don't want to sidetrack. This. No, this is this is great. Yeah, we this, haven't de- dedicated much time to the Sega Master System, oh, but it was pretty big in the eighties. Because I was so big into anime in the eighties, and this was like as close as you could get. Oh wow! Yeah. What what anime were you into then? Oh, like Appleseed, like Robotech on the state side. Oh, got it. Then bootleg Apple things. Appleseed like, is so good. Oh, yeah. How about Pat Labor? I never watched. God, you keep doing this to me. Where <laughs> like, I would walk around school saying Pat Labor, and I didn't even know what it meant. I would just know is, that it was a thing. Appleseed's the one with the robot with bunny ears. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And then Macross and all those yeah. things. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, Cillian looks like it's got some, uh, it's like a robot game, uh, another platformer, it looks like. It's like you, it's kind of like combat. Robotech where you would get like mech, mecha gear around oh, you. Oh, wow. Kinda that's like fun. a motorcycle would wrap around you and stuff. It was amazing. God, that was a, that would, this was the era where like you were like so consoles and games were so expensive. They're like the same cost they are now, but just like not adjusted for inflation. They were like literally the same, like yeah. 50 and $60 and $300 for a system. Yeah. And so it was so much money in absolute terms in the eighties. Yeah. So if you were lucky enough to have a console, you had one. Yeah. Like even your, even oh, your no rich doubt. friend didn't yeah. have two, didn't have multiple consoles. Yes. And so there was so much dreaming about like, fuck, I wish I, I had know. a TurboGrafx 16. It yeah. looks so awesome. And games were like a seasonal thing. Like it's yeah. fall. I've saved right. up. I remember writing really far on my bike to Kmart to buy Wonder Boy and Monsterland. Yeah. And and it, like I left in the day and came back in the dark. <laughs> and it was like raining and it was like like going out for food or sustenance on the Oregon Trail or something. There was an element of danger to get this game. I wanna... My uh my the river. My, my problem with uh with gaming was that they were they, I mean it was so expensive. So I mm-hmm. worked for Electronics Boutique was my first oh, job because they get they not only this is a secret about uh Electronics Boutique in the uh, in the 90s which became EB Games. Which became EB Games. Uh was that the the, um, the workers got to take home games every night. They, wow. The, the packaging was opened and you would take the game home and you'd have to familiarize yourself with it so that you could talk up the sale of the game. Then they'd put the game back into the case and then reseal it. So that all of these like games that a lot of people are getting now as like collector's items in like fully sealed wow. plastic. They've been heavily they've, played. Yeah, they've been played. Your so that copy me- of Gyrus I got for Nintendo <laughs> for, for Christmas was played by some fucking electronic <laughs> boys. He can covered in blood. Yeah. You're yeah. making me flashback on something else I did with Game Boy. There was this comic book store who and the guy had a like shrink wrapping machine in the back, and if you knew to ask, you could take your used games in the box in and he would shrink wrap them <sighs> and you could take them back to Target. 
and wow. just one for one these games when you were done with them. It was like a, a real shady system going on. <laughs> oh, it's great. I consider yeah. that a victimless crime. Yeah. <laughs> those so. super those big box stores yeah. are insured up the wazoo. Now, now yeah. with, with Netflix, none of us have ever purchased a movie. <laughs> All of us are putting them back on the internet as if we haven't watched them. <laughs> Hi, shrink wrap. <laughs> um, Matt, have you played much in the way of, I, I know you're a huge Friday the 13th fan. You're very knowledgeable about this franchise. Uh, have you played any, and, and it, although you're maybe not mu- as much of a gamer, have you played any games in the horror genre, uh, Friday the 13th aside, any, any horror games that come to mind? Mm. Your Resident Evils, your... Um, I think I played the Aliens game. Oh, okay. Is it, it was like Aliens, right? It wasn't Alien. I forget well, what it was called. They've had a number of them. What, yeah, what, the, do you remember what type the, of was game it was? Was it the one that had Sigourney Weaver's likeness in it? Is there is there such a thing? Alien um, Isolation? Maybe, yeah. I think has yeah. her likeness. Was it a shooter? No, wait. Yeah, Alien Isolation what, uh, what had Weaver, it looks like. Yeah. Um, I played Alien Isolation. It's pretty good. I don't even remember. Oh my God, what's going on with I you over know. there? You've, you've, yeah, I know you're having a fun day. I'm, <laughs> I am too, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Alien Isolation is is sort of like Friday the 13th in that if you run into the alien, that's it. Like you, mm, yeah, there's right. no like, like, oh, I'm going to manage this. I know in a way. I mean, that's very true to the franchise. Same yeah. with Jason. You shouldn't be able to beat Jason. Right. I played Jaws too. When that came out, yes. where you are Jaws, right? Yeah, you, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Wait, I, I'm trying to remember that game because there's a boat. It's a single screen game. There's a boat involved. I can't remember if you're the diver or if you're Jaws trying to eat the diver. I thought you were Jaws. And Matt, we were talking about this because the other, yeah. the newer Friday the 13th game where you can opt to play yes. Jason. And we were going to do this during the podcast, do like a massive multiplayer thing or not massive, but eight people. And then I'm friends with Derek Mears who played Jason in the Friday the 13th reboot, but right. have him play Jason in the game and, <laughs> and try to survive the real Jason trying to kill you. Oh, and man. I'm horrible at these games, so I would have been like the first nerd killed in the movie. <laughs> you know? I didn't even get to have sex or anything. That's awesome. Yeah, and we haven't done it, but I want to do it. I mean, if we do, we'll yeah. by all means. We yeah, should do it for should. this show. That'd be amazing. Yeah. That I'd would, love to do it. I would, I, I'm, I, that, yes. <laughs> yeah. Let's do that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The closest me and Heather uh, will come to having a group of friends. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. You're the first person I've seen all day. Uh, let's talk about Friday the Thirteenth. What are your? Where did your fandom begin, and and what's your? What are your your highlights of the series? Um, so, I do this podcast with Paul Rust. Yes, and he, we are both huge fans of this franchise. He's the real. F- fan and we're about to come back with the second season which is the Hell Halloween yeah. franchise oh, which nice. is my baby that's the one that I really love it but I just had a Friday the 13th nightmare last night oh no and I don't know if it was like thinking about coming on here but then I woke up went back to sleep I had a Halloween nightmare <laughs> so I think I'm just in the business right now so, you're, so you're having night in, in the in the nightmares you're having are you in the movie and you can't get out or is Jason in the real world and you and he's coming after you or what yeah, do you mean it was by like, J- yeah I think Jason is in the real world I don't know that it's a movie I think okay. like oh, he's coming after me but now that I think of it Jason was like he was you know in the movie he's he's 
not just a like like um, uh, brainless killer. He's he's a little challenged. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Yeah, <laughs> they never quite explain it, but he's he's got some issues before he's even a killer. Okay, oh. right. So he has encephalitis. Essentially, like he drowns in a lake, and you never quite see him before. But when he comes back out, somehow the lake has turned him into a um, troubled child. <laughs> Oh wow! He it's looks not. a little. He looks perhaps. I I always assume like mutated maybe from the river from dr- the drowning. But yeah, and depending on the movie, he's a little like um, challenged intelligently and but also hydrocephalic or mm. I don't know what's going on. I uh, I have not seen any Friday oh. the Thirteenth movies. That's wild. Yeah. So at some point I wanted to make assumptions of what the movie was about based on the game. So we shouldn't even tell you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but knowing that, so there was nothing in the game about him, him being a troubled child. Wasn't no, there's, there's nothing connected to him being a, a, a kid at all. The only thing that I can figure is what looks like those zombies coming out of the ground might be zombies of his dead mother Pamela because she's the killer in the first movie. Oh, I Whoa! I yeah. hate to I hate to correct you there. No, Matt, I mean I was just taking a guess. This is according to the manual. <laughs> the zombies, the mindless undead who ro- who ra- uh roam around are past victims of one of Jason's murderous rampages. Okay, well, so all of the yeah. many teens, the horny teens that he's buried have reemerged uh, and uh, are there to, to I guess work for good. him. Yeah, yeah, just as good. Uh his mom does appear in the game though. You know, let Let's get into it. So this game came out in, I mentioned came out in 1889, published by LJN, but actually developed by Atlas. Mm-hmm. Uh, LJN was known for a lot of shitty licensed games. Jaws was one of them, which we talked about, Back to the Future, Karate Kid, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, critically reviled, considered one of the hardest <laughs> NES games of all time. And uh, it came out in 1989, and just for a little bit more context of what was going on then, that was the year that the Game Boy and the Sega Genesis launched. So two huge pieces of hardware, uh, big games of that year, Mega Man 2, SimCity, Prince of Persia, DuckTales. So in 89, where Fucking were we? great games. Some great Game games Boy DuckTales? Uh, no, this was the, the NES one. Oh, because I had a Game Boy DuckTales. Yeah, they moved, yeah, they, they, they ported later, it. Yeah. Did I? I'm mm-hmm. asking you guys. No, I think yeah, so. No, you did. I think I I'm did. pretty sure. It came later. Yeah. 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 Okay. I think it was Game like Boy 91? DuckTales. Yeah. Right, when I went into college. Of course I had a DuckTales. <laughs> yeah. Who wouldn't? Yeah. Um, so uh, 1989, where we were in the franchise, this was, uh, I think there had been six or seven Friday the 13th movies. Does that sound right? Yeah, this was right after Jason Takes Manhattan and, uh, or maybe Jason um, Goes to Hell around Jason, that time. Jason Goes to Hell was like nine and, and Manhattan was eight, yeah, right? that's right. I Jason Goes to Hell was a movie that I owned on VHS. <laughs> 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 and it's ter- it's that one's really bad. I, I remember that having like a three dimensional like textured cover, but maybe that was like a, a deluxe edition. No, I think it might have. Yeah. I think it had like a cool like because Jason's. I think it had Jason's mask that, but it's kind of fucked up. And on there's the like cover. a slug coming out. Yes, of yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's a whole thing. There's yeah. this weird like his heart is like a weird slug that goes into other. Yeah. So it, he can take over other people's bodies. It it's really the shark weird. in that movie. Yeah, it really did. Yeah. I would like to defamiliarize the the whole franchise for a second and just point out that Jason is as dumb a name for a serial killer as Brian is for a hero. <laughs> <laughs> like those are both like just like such. Like they do not strike. Jason doesn't strike fear in any. 
Freddy sounds a You're little right. creepy, a little like, yeah. oh. Freddy Krueger, yeah. Yeah, what's that guy? This is just a dude. I think yeah. it was because <laughs> in the first movie, he was supposed to be a sympathetic child. Yes. And oh. the reason the mom's killing is because the kid gets killed. And so you're supposed to feel for it. And they never planned for him to come back. Wait, I'm so, yeah. I'm honestly, yeah. you're telling me yeah. that the first movie, there's not, is there not a dude in a mask with no. a knife? No, I watched there isn't even the a The fuck? Yeah. In the second, there's a dude in a bag. Yeah, the yeah. the whole hockey mask, uh, the old old time hockey mask, machete wielding Jason that we all know, I think didn't come about till later in the franchise. So part then, three, part three, okay. So yeah. then this game comes out deep into the series. Is that you, you said earlier? Yeah, yes, nine this, years after it started. Yeah, we've okay. had, they've had a bunch of sequels at this point. Okay, six or seven sequels. Oh God. <laughs> um, and uh, I guess I mean maybe we should start with the box art because it's very this so it's it's got this like r- weird Technicolor background behind Jason. He's it looks like, like wielding a juice an axe. Box. Like out a juice box. It's very sanitized it's for a, a really good looking shirt though. It would be a cool ass shirt. Yeah, yeah, like a yeah. tie dye Jason you, shirt. Are you wearing an Atlas shirt today? Because that was the developer of the game. No, that's Atlas with a U. This is oh. for the wrestler Jake Atlas. Oh, okay, uh, who did a great job it's at not like an Atlas t shirt that you're wearing. Yeah. I'm a big, I'm a big randroid. <laughs> When's that video game coming? I love my franchise games. Come on. The, 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 the game opens and the opening screen is maybe a highlight, which is you see Jason's mask just lying there and a fucking dagger uh, falls down and, and, and stabs it. You think you're in for a game. It looks yeah. like it's going to be awesome. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so the manual introduction to this game, which by the way, this game is... As as you alluded to, Heather, it's very, very confusing. Yeah. And I'd read the entire manual because I just was completely lost. Yeah. And even that did not illuminate enough. I was like watching playthroughs to figure out how to play this in the aftermath. Yeah. It's very confusing. Yeah. Uh, but the but the um uh, here's the introduction of the manual, which I like. It's a pretty typical summer at Crystal Lake. There's a group of happy children staying in the camp. You and your six camp counselor friends are watching over the kids while enjoying the lake and the wilderness. The days are bright and sunny. The nights are cool and clear. And Jason is on a rampage. <laughs> <laughs> because the days are <laughs> So does the does the movie take place during the daytime? Mostly at night, but it can. Many of them do. <laughs> Okay, great. Yeah. great. <laughs> Mostly at night. My, I would like to. I would like to announce my first um, <laughs> assumption about the movies from the game. Yes, which is that it was a split protagonist narrative, which cut between the leads like some kind of like mid '90s Miramax film, like that there were multiple <laughs> people. Yeah, and you'd follow a bunch of different people trying to like stop singles Jason. or something. Yeah, yeah. I guess it was, but it had no like intention of being that. Uh, clever. So, so then the game <laughs> nails that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, great. It does. Great. Okay. Yeah, great. It's like the traffic of video games. Can, yeah. Okay. Then another <laughs> another uh, assumption I'd like to make is that Jason can control birds. No. Okay. No. no. And there are no birds or wolves in the movies. No. To yeah. My okay, great, recollection. Great. Great. Yeah. So that's one that's wrong. Yeah. Got it. Birds, wolves, zombies, and mermen all seem invented for this game. <laughs> yeah. This is more Game of Thrones. There's like ravens and wolves yeah. in it, and they're nowhere that I can think of in the franchise okay. unless they're like dead or something. Uh, assumption I made, uh, yeah. the only thing that scares Jason is fireplaces because maybe he was burnt in one. There's not, this is the thing they kind of have a, cause the most powerful weapon you can get or not one of the most powerful weapons you can get is the torch. Yes. And the torch, but I and don't the think the first objective is light the fireplace. Is light, oh, by the way, this first yeah. objective is completely 
wrong. Oh, it is? It says use the torch to light the fireplaces, oh. which does not work. Okay. You have to use the lighter to light the fireplaces oh. to get the torch. <laughs> okay. So the first bit of tutorial you get completely is misled you. <laughs> but... Yeah, but but it makes you think that like, oh, J- Jason has an aversion of fire like a Frankenstein, but I'm not sure if he does. No, I I recall some things where like people would wave a torch at him and he would kind of like, oh, I don't I don't want that. But it wasn't like a like a weakness or yeah. like an Achilles heel of his. Okay. It's not the only thing that kills him. No, because nothing does. No, yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, I made the guess uh, before again before I read the manual that uh, dead campers rise rise from the grave in order to help murder the children. Never, never <laughs> once. Okay. Never once. Okay. Uh, that does the um, film take place over three days in near real time? Wait a minute. Hold on. Go back. So. There is a moment where they, in the second movie, in the first movie, the very last thing you see is the survivor girl, the final girl is in a little canoe and then Jason comes out of the lake and he's freaky looking and he pulls her under. But you're never clear if it's a dream Mm. or not. Ah. Then in, I think it's the second one, they do a reversal and a dead counselor comes out of the water. So maybe there is a Mm. like slight precedent for that. go. I think if I'm, it's crazy how we just watched these and I yeah. barely remember that. Yeah, the mermen are totally justified. Yeah. Um, <laughs> are the counselors addicted to pain pills? <laughs> it's implied, but never stated. Okay, great. <laughs> um, I have another question. Is one of the main villains a flying head that has stolen a sweater? <laughs> oh, that's that's mom. Okay, great. So she's beheaded and she, it's like she has this iconic powder blue cable knit sweater. Okay. In fact, one of the counselors puts it on to like pacify Jason and go like Jason it's me I'm your mom do you know which one which movie that was in that's the second one I think that's in part two because there yeah. is there there is a the 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 sweater if you get it and you wear it it makes you take less damage from Jason in the game so yeah in the yeah. game so I think it it is like a you know clearly an illusion to that that's the best movie for most people's money it's the scariest kind of more mm. straightforward one the Got second it. one yeah. I, I I mean Considering that Not these bad. were all assumptions based on the game, I feel like the game nails a lot of the films. <laughs> yeah, you know well, what? It certainly nails the tone, the bright, cheery music and <laughs> colorful. Do we have a little, a little of that music we can cue up? Uh, music is fucking awesome. I do. Yeah. Here's, really uh, here's some like of the movie, uh, the cabin music right here. That's your inside. That's great, man. It's pretty good. Like it, if you laid like a beat over this, you could like. Oh yeah. Like, Raph probably right, Nick. Uh, uh. All right. I'm not going to do that. God. This is crazy. So embarrassed. <laughs> they license this franchise, but don't use the ch ch ch. They could I do know, like yeah. a k- they could do an 8 bit kind of thing. Like I that. feel like a lot of the licensed games could license everything but the music because it was a right. big deal when Hook, the game oh. uh, for Sega CD, used John Williams' score. Yes. Oh. But often it would be like a near a near sound. Because so it's like, separate licensing probably. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, do we have the outdoor walk around music? Uh, yeah, so here we go. Here we go. Yeah, That's this is fucking good. great. Great music for I just know. walking around and throwing a knife at a wolf. <laughs> what, what does this music say to you, though, if you didn't know that this was this game? Trouble. Yeah, I think like uh, there's a, a like fun, lighthearted heist in the streets of Paris. Oh wow! <laughs> and like people are jumping over baguette carts while the you know the <laughs> Parisian cops are after them. Right. This feels like you're on the top of a train to me. And yeah, you're making your way towards the the front, and you're killing people as you go. 
towards it. And the train's mm-hmm. in Paris. Yeah, sure. Okay. No, I don't. It's, I, don't, I have nothing kinda... about Paris in this. <laughs> <laughs> to me, this just this. I'm just thinking of a puzzle game where just like there's an impending clock where like like ah. blocks are falling or something <laughs> down the Eiffel what Tower. You see in yeah. General. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My although world I see is just ones and zeros. None of these songs though have like a melody no. and then a bridge. Like it's just those little those like it's four riffs. notes. It's yeah. a four bar over loop over, over yeah. again. That's that song that I just played is 54 seconds long and it loops the entire time you're outside. Yeah. 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 So that that's terrible. Yeah. Um and by the way those 54 seconds are like the the audio that's in the game looped like yes. a dozen times. Yeah. The actual track, the actual track is so super short. Uh, so the you have these six camp counselors you can control. They have varying stats which are completely hidden from the player. You don't really understand what the difference between all these guys are until you switch between them. You got George, Mark, Paul, Laura, Debbie, and Chrissy, and basically half of them are just useless. Yeah, which you could say is like a meta interesting choice of like, oh yeah, in one of these horror movies, some of the characters are have less uh, good survival skills than others they're more likely more prone to be killed but it it, um, some of these characters are just not fun to play the ones who just move at a crawl and can't jump at all i feel like okay i'm again i'm going to come to the defense of this game because i feel like if you describe these things to somebody in the 80s yes if you're like so you've got all these different players and each player has their own movement speed strengths and weaknesses that i'd be like what really because mario and luigi only do the same like they they're not uh, there is the reskin Doki Doki Panic Mario Brothers 2 where they all those four characters have different attributes yeah yes wow yeah okay well yes Luigi has that fun jump <laughs> he has a fun jump he does have that wiggly Princess legs Peach can uh, hover right mm. and um uh Toad, Toad is good, fucking right? useless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Toad lays pipe. <laughs> uh, no, to- yeah, Toad is just fucking, he can run real fast. Uh, yeah, he can't I, jump for shit. I am I'm deeply, aff- I've always played as Toad in uh, Super Mario 2. Yeah. Always, because he has the uh, smallest... Um, uh, turn radius, like his, tur- like he would turn immediately. He can yeah. pick up, he can pick up uh, picks vegetables up the fastest. Yeah, yeah, super yeah. fast. Right, so he's yeah. like sturdy. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, Toad. Yeah. <laughs> Toad's a good boy. Yeah. yeah. Right. And by the way, you mentioned he's a fuck maniac. <laughs> <laughs> so that his sounds like is, a personal experience. Toad can go. So yeah, but but here's the here's the thing, Heather. Yes, I get what you're saying, but like like most of the things in this game, it's very complicated and it's also so opaque for the player. Like it's like so yes. hard to understand what's happening yeah. unless you have some outside source explaining yes. it to you. 100%. And I think that's the issue with the and game. And yet not yeah. much is happening. That's it's, the confounding right, right. thing. Yes, yes, I was yeah, saying yeah. it reminds me of Yar's Revenge because I knew that there was this whole mythology around it and it was complicated, but mm-hmm. still it's just so repetitive. Right. That yeah. it, it was the worst of two worlds for a small kid. It's repetitive yeah. and intricate and I couldn't follow it. Yes. Um, I would say the most confusing attribute of the game for me is the way the map works. Yes. So there's an overworld map where you kind of can move around all of Crystal Lake, which as Heather mentioned, it's kind of open world. It's it's very, you know, there weren't a lot of games that were doing this at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but left and right on the screen are clockwise and counterclockwise. Yes. And again, this was something that I had to find, find a YouTube video to explain this to me, that this is how this works. 
And so like when you're traversing the map, you're you're sometimes going left on the in the game, but on the map you're going to the right because it's like it's so hard to wrap your head around. Mm-hmm, you're mm-hmm. you're heading exactly backwards sometimes. Mm, sometimes I, right is down. I don't I don't know why I wasn't confused about the map because <laughs> when you describe it I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's very confusing." But I would I would, I think I was pa- going to the map screen so often yes. that I'd like move a little bit and I'd be like, "Oh, uh, that's wrong." Like it didn't occur I, I don't even know that it occurred to me that each screen had a consistent, like, movement language. I was just like, oh, on this screen, do I go right or left right. to go towards that house? What I'm, if this game is like cilantro where you're, like, genetically disposed to like it or not <laughs> like it, you know? Like, you just, you just can't fight it. It's either good to you or not. I mean, I'm not— what, it sucked. I want to be clear. Yes. It tastes like soap. No. <laughs> yeah. It's delicious and herbal. <laughs> there, there has been though. There are a lot of apologists for this game, and I, a lot of the, a lot of the playthroughs I watched were the commentary. Mm. People are saying like this is ahead of its time, or this is misunderstood, and in ways it is. But just again, it's just so hard to understand what the fuck is happening. Uh, so. You know, if you're playing Mark, Debbie, or Chrissy, or I'm sorry, Laura or Chrissy, uh, those are the characters that can move kind of fast, and those are your best chances for survival. You've got to kind of go around. You kill as many, you kill zombies. You're collecting, you know, uh, fucking the lighter so you can light fireplaces, which does something. I'm still not clear on I'm what that does clear. exactly. I was going to ask you guys. Oh. I don't know. I didn't. I thought it was like to keep Jason out of the house. But it. Do, I don't think it does that. Oh, what? Why do you light light them? I don't know. I still don't quite understand. It has something to do with getting a getting the flashlight item or possibly a, the torch item. I made a massive assumption that that just was like now he can't come back in there. That's what you would think. It's like a signal fire or something or something that tells Jason to stay away. But no, it, it doesn't actually do that. That's, he would do the opposite. He'd see there's a light on. There's yeah. something to kill. This is it's counterintuitive. It's bullshit. Yeah, teens are fucking in there. <laughs> um, and <Fireside>. so. <laughs> So, uh, so there's no inventories and you, you, so if you get a better weapon, you, oh, you throw your weapons like in ghouls and ghosts or like a Castlevania, the items that that's how you, so if you have a, a machete, you're not swinging the machete, you're throwing an infinite supply of machetes forward like which, projectiles, which immediately the first time you do it is horrifying. Cause yeah. you're like, did I just get rid of my weapon? <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> but no, no, you just, you're just tossing constant, you're, you have an infinite knives in your hand, but you can replace a better weapon accidentally with a shitty one. You start off, by the way, everyone starts off with a rock, yeah. which is just impossible to use. Yeah. Yeah. The trajectory of the rock sails over the head of the enemies you're facing. Yeah, you facing. tell me you had to kneel. You have to kneel. You have to, like, a zombie's running towards you. It's like how if a, if a bear's attacking you, you're supposed to play dead or get on all fours or whatever. Everybody Actually, knows. I, yeah, in real life, if you throw a rock, you got to kneel. You yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if a zombie's running at you, get on your hands and knees and... <laughs> Chuck a rock at him. Um, but actually, don't. I'm realizing I don't know what you're supposed to do if a bear attacks you. Because I, I, I was like, are you supposed to make yourself as big as possible? I've heard it's different for like grizzlies and yeah. brown bears. Each or bear bears. is different. Because yeah. if because if there's a if there's a one kind of bear, if you lay down, he'll f- fuck you up forever. That's oh wow, it. it's over romantically. I, I think there's, there's one kind of bear where it's like if you run into this bear, fight it as yeah. hard as you can because that's your only chance. But I never remember which. But I, yeah, yeah, I don't know. 
If I ran into, I just, I'd be so scared. <laughs> that would be horrible. Yeah, be the bad. way you said that, like if I ran into a bear, I would just want to. <laughs> Seem like you. No, no, it's they're terrifying. I'd be yeah. dead either way. Yeah, <laughs> I ran into a bear. Once. Wait, if you, you ran, wait, yeah. what? What in Yosemite? I was sleeping in a sleeping bag just in the open air. There were three of us, oh and then God. one of them nudged me. It was the middle of the night. Goes, look over there, and about I don't know, fifty feet away, it was just a big bear staring at us. It didn't do anything, and we just stared at it, and it stayed forever, and we just were still. Oh God! And then it left, wow. but then you could hear it like rattling the bear lockers, you know, where people keep their. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, like the paw prints we saw in the morning were just enormous. Oh, oh my Jesus. God! But I was too young to even know how stupid or dumb or like in danger I would have been. Yeah. Has Jason ever battled a bear? Has that ever been like a set piece in one of these movies? No, but why does that? Does no wild animal attacks? Dogs? dogs? Dogs maybe? Okay. Yeah, Are, definitely. Is Jason in any of the fighting games the way that Freddy is? Yes, there is. I think I think uh, he's in one of the Mortal Kombat. Yeah. He's okay. in a few of the, he's in a few fighting games in different Because if he was forms. in Tekken, he could fight a bear. hey yeah. come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's, a, there's an element in the UI. I think this is the only game where I've ever seen one that has a, a an, an element uh, on your, your head as a heads up display that says children. Yeah. Which, is, I know. which indicates how many children are still alive at the camp. I was thinking about this, the, like the fact that you've got to just save children from being killed. This is a dark game. It's yeah. really yeah. grim. Does yeah. Jason ever kill kids? Not really. No, That if ever there's a kid and there occasionally are, they usually make it to the end with the final girl. Right. Like, like Corey Feldman is in part four and he's like notoriously... The killer of Jason. Mm, got it. It's one of the best. When Jason gets close to killing a child in the movies, does it go like this? Bleep, bleep. <laughs> bleep, bleep. Yeah, there's a, there's a Jason alarm that goes off that lets you know he's attacking a cabin. Do we have that sound effect? Yeah, I do. Here you go. <laughs> what? That's the, so the mu- yeah. the, the, that's the theme that plays when you're fighting Jason. Oh, okay. Yeah. But no. that little chime before, it feels like they were trying to make an attempt at the kill, 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 kill thing. Can you, can we play it again? Play the start of that? Yeah, yeah. so you'll just yeah. hear that stinger, and that'll play over the, uh, uh, that'll, actually, that'll play over whatever the main, the main theme is, and that'll let you know that Jason is wherever he is. Is that, is that actually the stinger, or is it a different one? I don't know, that, I, I, I don't know. Can I can't I, remember. That Where, was the one that I was able to find mat? with it. Holy no, I found them, uh, yes, I bought them. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they just have all the logo and all of the album information. Yeah, yeah they were they, they were certainly with the files that I purchased. <laughs> I I like the only sound I remember is the alarm that goes off, and the yes. first time I'm what the fuck? Like, there's again no. Like there's nothing in the game that says like when you hear this sound, this is you have to get to a blinking house because Jason is making his way to that house and he's going to kill a kid. Right. It's just an alarm that you can't turn off. (laughs) And generally in a video game, when an alarm's going off, it means your health is is weak. Right. No, but it's it's telling you that something else is happening somewhere else on the map. And you you need to pause, figure out if you're supposed to go left or right based on whether you're going clockwise or counterclockwise to get to this cabin or to change to another team that's closer to the cabin and then try to go in and fight Jason. And by the way, when you fight Jason, it's 
it turns into Mike Tyson's punch out for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the interface she completely changes. Over the shoulder. Jason is in front of you. He's about the size of King Hippo. Yes. To keep using your metaphor. And you you sort of roll with you like instead of take you can't You use down left or down right to dodge. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of like you kind of faint. Yeah, you can kind of, yeah, if he, like, at first he's trying to punch you, and then in later iterations as he gets more powerful, he has he has a, a, a machete and an axe, I believe. He's fast. He's fast yeah. as hell. Yeah. Um, he is fast in the movies, too, generally. He it, can right. be. I always thought he was slow. I thought he was like a walker. He is a walker, but he can he can really cook, too. He does it all, <laughs> man. He really does. He gets out there, gets it done. In the, in the movies, do you see under his mask? Yeah. Oh, all uh-huh. the time? Well, see that guy, that picture of the like hillbilly up there? Uh-huh. That's like I'm one sorry, of the, the life-size Jason <laughs> Voorhees figure? For $800. <laughs> so it looks like the Jason we're looking, yeah, so he looks kind of mutated there. Mutated is being kind. <laughs> He's been exposed to some sort of uh, something toxic. He Wait, looks like the toxic Avenger. Does he have long hair in the, in the, underneath the mask? In in some of them he does. In the newer reboot he definitely does. And then he's got long strands, like but just wispy strands in one of them. Right. One or two of them. This Ugh. is a poseable eight hundred dollar Jason Voorhees figure that was the first link. Also, I, under item details, it is handmade. Oh, <laughs> oh no! So under Etsy. under height six feet. Yeah. Put will you Google like Jason Voorhees without the mask? Because typically he's more like bald and gray. So like Spalding Gray. Jason Voorhees masked and unmasked. There you go. Yeah. Oh. So he looks he looks just fucked up. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. He's got he's got scars and some sort of mutations. Man, that would have scared the hell out of me as a kid. Yeah. yeah. It did. Uh well, in this game, they go for a different approach. He's wearing a uh, a, a prince purple jumpsuit. It really is. <laughs> yeah. And it is it's clean teal, as can be. Yeah. Teal mask. Yeah. It, yeah, this this is like what we, if Missy Elliott had Jason in a video, this is what he'd look like. <laughs> <laughs> but you can uh, this look has become classic because you can reskin the current Friday the 13th game yes. with this like purple jumpsuit teal mask look. Right. For I don't know, I didn't play it. I just read that. Oh, online. you can really? Yeah, yeah. that's oh that's an, that's a thing and it's some some DLC I believe. Yeah. Um uh, the description of Jason from the manual uh <laughs> I like this. And and Gorley, let me know if these are ever act- uses actual nicknames. Last but certainly not least is the main threat to safe camping. The Maven of Mayhem, the Sultan of Slash, the ghoul that everyone loves to hate. Put your hands together. <laughs> or Jason. <laughs> no, I He'll attack you out of nowhere and never disappear just quickly. The Sultan of Slash, the Maven of Mayhem. I love it. Some fucking whoever wrote this manual has taken huge liberties. <laughs> Um, yeah, he's Jason. You know, he's the. the I, I think I think Jason's difficult as a boss, but he's not like cheap. Yeah, which I think is part of why you know you can figure out what the pattern is, and you can even with the rock. You know, I was able to take him out in one of the iterations. Mm-hmm. So you know, he's he's beatable. Um, there's a there's a rowing element too. You like yeah. you get in a rowboat, you get to row to the cabin to sit to rescue. Oh, because I think the children's cabins are always by the lake. Okay, I could be wrong. Makes, but it makes perfect sense. I think that's where the kids are always place. hanging out. Yeah. Was there a significant water terror element to the Friday the Thirteenth yeah. movies? So because Jason drowns in Crystal Lake oh. and then he reemerges as the killer basically from the lake, and Guys. nothing pisses him off more than teen skinny dipping in <laughs> the lake. Oh. I'm telling you, I feel like the game is bad, but it was a real real 
swing for the fences right, like on yeah. all these elements. Yeah, yeah. I applaud that. Yeah. No, they definitely tried to integrate all those those things. And yeah, the 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 mom's head in the woods, which you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, I, I mean, it's all there's a there's a bunch of I think deep. Friday the 13th fan service, it feels like. It's just the game is impossible to figure out how to play. What about a cave? Like, what? what's the shot on the cave? Because there's a cave in the game. I don't recall any cave. Oh, in the movies. oh. so maybe it's like a metaphor mm. for your mom's head's vagina. <laughs> you mean her neck? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the neck is the vagina of the head. <laughs> I, I tweeted this question out earlier. The neck is the vagina. That we can all agree. Um, I tweeted this question out earlier because the cave element got me thinking like, wait, so you switch to this different point of view when you go inside places. Right. But when you go in the cave, you don't. Yeah. It's still a side scrolling. But I guess a cave isn't technically indoors, right? Like if you're in a cave, you're still outdoors. You tweeted this? Yeah, I said, is the interior of a cave indoors or outdoors? Well, by definition, it isn't because it doesn't have a door. Right? There's no door. Yeah. So you're outdoors in. So but you're inside. You're enclosed. When you go inside of the hollowed tree, are you indoors? <laughs> no, you're in tree. You're in tree. Yes. So yeah. you're in cave. That's the, yeah. that's what it is. Hey Nick. Yeah. Delete your account. <laughs> like there's any natural occurring there's no naturally occurring space that could be considered indoors i feel like mm, indoors is a human invention that helps me understand it yeah um this what? has been the segment <laughs> another new segment where heather explains words to me you really got me thinking now though. Uh, when you die in this game and you will die and you can it, there's a great game over screen an iconic game over screen which i which i loved uh <laughs> You and your friends are dead. It's <laughs> not over. enough. You're dead. No, you like, and your friends yeah. are fucking <laughs> dead. I don't want to jump to the end, but when we get there, it, there's a similar thing that yes. is really that interesting. That is an yeah. excellent T-shirt. I love it. Like, yes. I want to get that on everything. <laughs> they, they might as well throw fucking in there. You and your friends are fucking dead. <laughs> you and your fucking friends are dead. <laughs> And yeah, the ending you mentioned. So like you have to, it, it, there's a day night cycle. You, if you beat Jason, he comes back the next day. You have to beat him again the second day. Uh, you beat him that second day. He comes back the third day. And uh, then you beat him that third time. Then you finally get the ending, which is like a Friday the 13th kind of ending. Yeah, but it's interesting because it ends on a little picture of Jason dead, but he's sitting like he's just sad and dejected. And then the text is, yeah, um, we're, we're not telling is the last line of the thing but yeah. then it just says end yeah it's and a two dots after it you were <laughs> not even three two dots one, two two dots yeah they it's, didn't proofread how many ellipses there's supposed yeah. to have you have finally managed to defeat jason is the text but is he really dead we're not telling end <laughs> and, and there's just a picture of him sitting on his bottom yeah. with yeah. his legs stretched out do you yeah. think they were so like this this game's definitely getting a sequel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we might as well plant the seed. <laughs> These things off, Nobody will ever see this picture of Jason. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they were thinking. Let's make it look like he's weighed down with a full diaper. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, how many ellipses after end? Uh, fuck it, only two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, we no ran point. out of storage. Yeah, we don't have enough, we don't have enough memory left <laughs> in the cart for one more period. There's a there's a theme that plays when you defeat Jason, though, right? Yeah. I have yes, there right is. There. Oh boy. This is an underwater Mario level. It yeah. is, yeah. <laughs> Again, this I just see objects falling from the ceiling. <laughs> a bit like something in the movie. Hmm, I wonder. Yeah. Hmm. 
There are, you know, there's some hypnotic looping tracks in the, yeah. uh, in here. Yeah. And speaking of those tracks, uh, there are some excellent covers of these tracks that are available online. Oh, my God. Um, that people put a lot of time and energy into. Yeah. Uh, Matt, I, I, I sent you one. Yes. Do you want... Okay, I, I have this one. First. I want the one that if, that sounds like The Last of Us. Okay. It's like The Last of Us cover of Friday the 13th. Here we go. On NES. Oh, my God. Not such a bad song now, is it? Oh, yeah. It never was, but now Fucking it's really... Great. You're walking like, with your adopted daughter through an apocalyptic hellscape. Yeah. Middling. Battling plant-infested monsters. Yeah, that's great. They should put this in a movie. It's very good. And yeah. if we were good people, we I would know who did this. Mm. Uh, and then we would drop their name here, but I don't know who did this. I'm sure we can put that on YouTube social. did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we don't need to. It still goes and goes and goes. It's like the original. It's and that's painful. not the only. I mean, people really, really. The people who love this game really love this mm. game. Yes. This is not the only hyper-aggressive moment of fandom that uh, the game elicited from someone. There's also Friday the 13th is a movie, and the Friday the 13th NES game is a, is a game based on that movie, but then there's also a movie based on the Friday the 13th NES game. Yes. Where Jason is clad in purple and, and blue, and um, let's play a clip from this uh, from this film, which is on a studio's website. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Great. Here we go. What studio? Fucking save me, Chrissy. I'm sorry. What the hell are you waiting for? <sighs> Mother, your stuff is all over the place. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> go get the sweater. Yeah, I love you. Ah! What? what? Do you think that was the first time she told him she loved him? <laughs> in that in that clip, uh, a man was being torn apart by the dead campers, disemboweled. Yeah, yeah, from from the from the from the from the mo- game movie game, uh, and then he tells them to go get the sweater. From nobody says that in the movie, right? Nobody says go get the sweater. I don't think so. <laughs> Does the she say? Did she say your stuff is all over the place? Yeah, yeah. stuff is all over the place. It seemed like it was written God. by AI, but it was very <laughs> earnest. Yes, and yet somehow lacked a certain skill level. <laughs> yeah. it, this, this that fan film ends uh, with Jason emerging and pulling a camp counselor into the water. Yes, uh, as hap- it happens in the game where you're you're swinging your rowboat and then Jason just like like zooms by you like a jet ski and then hits you. Yeah, uh, and you can't dodge it, or at least I could. And find any way to do it. How uh, long is that short? Four and a half minutes. Oh, wow. Four and a half minutes well spent. <laughs> yeah. I watched it. Four and, four yeah. and a half minutes. Um, I'm going to have to watch that. There's significant like walking on paths. <laughs> like because they were like, okay, so one of the things you do is you walk on paths. Mm-hmm. So there's like a lot of walking on paths. That's key yeah. to the heart of the story. So a lot of ducking under birds. Yeah, there's a torch. <laughs> she, at she one point, a torch, the yeah. girl carries a torch. She goes into a cave. There's a head on a thing with a sweater. Like it's, I mean, I, I hold on. So, do you think all of the people in this film, including the crew, were all fans of this movie, or there's just this one guy in the group who somehow convinces them all, like, "Come on, guys, you, this is going to be huge, and this is great." I think it's one or two guys who grew up playing this game, and then a bunch of confused actors. <laughs> That's my guess. Yeah, 
Yeah. And crew that was like, fuck it, I need 150 bucks. Yeah. Uh, but, I think you guys are overestimating the budget of yeah, this. Yeah, I, I, right. <laughs> I need I 150 was, bucks, so I'll do this $5 movie. <laughs> I think it's like two guys That's who are like, oh is. man, we should make a movie based on the NES game. And the other guy's like, yeah. And they're like, hey, friends, do you want to be in this thing? And they're like, sure. I'm already outside. Yeah. <laughs> My uh, brother has a purple jumpsuit <laughs> and some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get all our thoughts in order it's time for the review crew so we say something positive and then give this a numerical decimal rating i'll begin the game is bad but it does have an expository element which i like which is that most of what you learn comes via notes left on the ground. And I always like finding a note to read yeah, in a game. Yeah. Mm. There's a lot of notes that you can read inside cabins that give you uh, either cryptic or explicit clues. Mm. Um, I'm going to say that this is a bad game, ahead of its time, yes, some elements that were innovative, but it's just so hard to figure out what the fuck is going on. And I think you would have had to have, if this was your only game you had as a kid and you played it obsessively, it might have some nostalgic value. But since that wasn't it for me, and I was playing it for the first time, I'm going to give this a point one three. Uh, go ahead, Ather. Uh, I've discovered something about myself on this uh, podcast, which is a good day-night cycle. Mm. Really, uh, really gets me going. Yeah. <laughs> and this game, surprisingly, had a day-night cycle. And I it don't even re- looks pretty good. Yeah, it's got like a sunset cycle. Yeah. Uh, and I think... I don't know how many games back in the 80s had day-night cycles, but I was shocked and impressed. That being said, this game is not good. (laughs) It is unenjoyable to play, even if the ideas are a quality intention. So I will give this game a... Hmm... I could go. I could be like artsy and be like, "Oh, it's like a one because of the." But I don't know. The game's terrible. So, point one. Point one. Point one. Point one. What's this out of? Uh, uh, it's out of a million. It's out of a million. It's <laughs> so really low. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Abadaka. Okay. Well, one of my main problems with the game is not with the game itself. It's with Jason. Why is he so mad at everybody for being horny? Mm. Get over it. I can tell you. Is it dark? It's because they were they were just fooling around. When they should have been watching the kid and the kid died. Oh, so there's like a moral lesson. Okay, you know what, Jason? Respect. And I think he's actually, a, he's he's within his rights. Oh, no. Uh, I think Jason is good. Uh, so my now my problem with the game, I wasn't that scared, okay? <laughs> I'm walking around. I am sort of like, okay, when's he going to come up? Yes. So when he does come up, you're like, uh-oh, there's the big man. And I call Jason the big man. So the game, not very scary. Uh, And I just was sort of, I was saying to you earlier, I was a little disoriented, like on the map. I felt like I was getting motion sick because I couldn't quite figure out where I was on the map. Like, so that was bothersome to me. So, uh, but I like the day night cycle. I like the one, I like the two songs. Yeah. So I got to say, this is like, yeah, I mean, it's a one. It sucks. It's not good. So I got to give it a one. Okay. Which, Which song do you guys like better? Or the Parisian one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm into that one. Uh, all right, Gorley, your positive thing and your score. Okay, so this 
this game reminds me of the fifth installment of the franchise where it has mm. everything, it has all the ingredients, but somehow it doesn't come together. In that one, Jason goes around killing all these kids, and then in the end you find out it was the father of a kid who had been killed at this like halfway house. He was a copycat, Jason. Whoa. And the reveal at the end is such a letdown, yeah. and it's not really that fun. But I, I'm like you, I appreciate that they really put the attention to detail in there and it was ahead of its time for a video game. It's kind of like uh, like the sky captain in the world of tomorrow of video games. Oh, oh shit. You know, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And portends a future. Yeah. It, it had to exist so that the good stuff could come along. Right. Mm. That was made by one guy, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. I feel in a similar way, Friday the 13th, the video game. was made by game. one guy? Yeah. Sky- Major studio movie? Sky Captain, like the whole thing was that this dude like made most of Sky Captain yeah. on his own, right? I think you're it was right. was a solo yeah. project? Yeah. That's why it was like a thing. With like Jude Law and, and Angelina Jolie and everyone? Yeah. Like I swear. Wow. Okay. I'm, I, now, I think you're right. Now somebody needs to look so it looks up. looks like there are a lot of credited individuals on this hold movie. On, hold on. Looks like a major right, motion wait, wait, picture. Go, go back to development. He's like back, a Moby where he just takes everything go. and. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Grows up on. Uh, I don't know. Okay, it's, this guy had been out of film school for two years and was trying to figure out how to make a That's movie. Him. <laughs> Uh, so he decided to make the movie himself. See, it's right there. Yeah. Okay. That guy, like he makes all the CG by himself and then they, I think they dropped in real actors. All right. Yeah. Don't- well, look, we'll revisit this when we do the Sky Captain I'll, game. I'll, I'll, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Is it really out of a million? Yeah, yeah. I mean, give it whatever you want. Okay, I gotta know where it comes in. And, you know, like I gotta know my ceiling. Uh, I mean, like we, it, the, uh, well, I mean, we'll just say the, the, it's it's basically a zero to ten, but then we say it's out of a million. Yeah. Okay. I like yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna give it. I'll give it a two. Okay. A two? Yeah. Oh, not bad. Okay. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. And then Nick would usually say, and as always, uh, the scale is out of a million, and that would be the reveal to yes. the to the guest. But right. instead, you were. Diligent up front and right. wanted to know how to fairly. Give- <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, while Apodaca uh, tries to figure out what exactly happened with the production of Sky Captain World of Tomorrow, uh, we're going to review- read some reviews from other sources because maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're wrong. Here's a review. Maybe we're wrong. <laughs> Thank you, Gorley. Here's a Game Facts review by XV for Vendetta X, dated January 9th, 2006. If you suck at video games, don't play this. Otherwise, it's great. Overall, the game's graphics are nice and bearable for an NES game. The sound is never a major importance of any game unless it's really good because you can always turn the volume off if you don't like it. As for replay value, this is not one of the game's pros you pretty much will want to get the hell off the campsite like a normal person would and never turn back after defeating jason the biggest plus is how hard it is to beat the game some people can't do it and should basically give up on video games and life altogether if that's the case this game is definitely a classic and worth playing 4.5 out of 5 uh xv for vendetta x saying you should take your own life if you don't enjoy this (laughs) pretty aggressive yeah no but fair yeah what am Uh, i gonna do jason's work for him (laughs) uh this is from dkoldies.com 
Long before Resident Evil made cumbersome controls and awkward camera angles an integral part of its scares, Friday the 13th had you fumbling through cabins. When Silent Hill was being praised for presenting players with enemies that were easier to flee than fight, LJN's Jason had already been stalking NES consoles for years. If you look at the mechanics at play, this was a game ahead of its time. Mm. It goes on to uh, to say that the ideas behind its scares were not only effective, but genuinely revolutionary. <laughs> this is I, wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Pretty emphatic. That's uh that's somebody who really, really, really thinks this is a good game. Uh this is from retrogames.cz. <laughs> <laughs> the only like a whole long Wikipedia length entry yes. uh, about Friday the 13th. And the only comment on the bottom of this website is from Goitsimang Obaking. And it is, it's a cool to play. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is that bad grammar? Or he's just like writing an Italian vernacular. Unknown. Like, it's unknown. It's a cool. It's a cool to play. <laughs> like on the Friday the 13th. Uh, hey, oh, do you have any more, Heather? Uh, no, I, I do want to say there, I, yes. there's another pull quote from this uh, DK Oldies uh, review, which is, People complained Friday the 13th for the Nintendo NES was too difficult, confusing, and repetitive. However, these qualities actually make the game not only brilliant, but ahead of its time. Brilliant. Yeah. Wow. This is a brilliant game. So a lot of people are very, very effusive of their praise for this game. It's a cool to play. <laughs> it's a cool. <laughs> it's a cool to play. This Actually, this is. I do have one real quick one that I like. This is an Amazon review by someone whose uh, username is USMC. The oh. entire review is this. Nostalgia brings back memories. Five stars. <laughs> Can't argue with that. I've never seen a Friday the 13th film, but uh, I've done some killing. <laughs> good days. Yeah. Uh, that was Maybe We're Wrong. It's time for a regular segment. Let's see if our panel can outact the most memorably terrible voice acting in video game history. Okay. This is another edition of VO Theater. And our game this week, staying in the horror realm, is the 1997 PlayStation 1 and Saturn classic Castlevania Symphony of the Night. This is from the intro cinematic where Richter Belmont confronts Count Dracula. Heather, do you mind playing Dracula? Okay. And uh, Gorley, you can play uh you can play Richter. Okay, so is he like You're the you're the hero. Is he Germany? Um, is he Germany? Not in the country, but like, you know, he's, he's not, I mean, Germanish. Yeah. I, I think like, uh, feel free to make a strong, whatever strong choice okay. you like. All right. Wait, am I going to do like a Dracula, like, um, like, uh, like Bram Stoker's Dracula or like Count yeah. Dracula? Here, here's the direction I would give, <laughs> I would give to you guys since you're both professional actors, okay. uh, Try to book this role. Okay. Oh, great. Okay. Right. okay. Oh, boy. Okay. I can't fail. When you say that, I can't fail. <laughs> God, I almost want to make him German because that's like the article D, like the monster, but I won't. No, okay. but that, that's yeah. not, that is that's, actually die. Yeah. He's instructing right. him to die. Okay. Die, monster. You do not belong in this world. It was not by my hand that I am once again given flesh. I was called here by humans who wished to pay me tribute. Tribute? You st- 
steal men's souls and you make them your slaves! Perhaps the same could be said of all religions. <laughs> your words are as empty as your soul. Mankind ill needs a savior such as you. What is a man? Dracula throws his wine glass to the floor. A miserable little pile of secrets, but enough talk. <laughs> hey, Rachel! And scene. Wow. Very stirring. Very. That's a, that, that, I don't, this segment makes me nervous. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. Can we add music to that when we, when we can, like put yeah, some kind of sure. like we, free licensed music under that? Yeah, we can well, underscore it a little bit. All the, although the original is not. Let's, oh, let's, it's not? <laughs> let's hear the original performance from the game's, uh, one of the game's intro cinematics. Great. Here we, here we go. Die, monster. You don't belong in this world. What? It was not by my hand that I'm once again given flesh. I was called here by humans who wish to pay me tribute. Tribute? You steal men's souls and make them your slaves. Perhaps the same could be said of all religions. Your words are as empty as your soul. Mankind ill needs a savior such as you. What is a man? A miserable little pile of secrets. But enough talk. How about you? <laughs> I mean, wow. Wow. Huh. Strong choices all around. <laughs> Except for that, Richter. You sounded like a like a I don't know. It, it creature was, from Tustin. <laughs> it was like I think they, his choice was to be disinterested. They got the it, the way they were reading those it was like they were reading off a teleprompter and they got one take because it would, it would, they would be like, what is a man? <laughs> <laughs> They're also 10 feet from the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That, the, but I will say that game's great. Hey, that game's fucking rules. That game fucking it's so good. It's awesome. one of my favorite games from that era. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you want to look for a good game this horror, hey, you fucking played Castlevania Symphony and I never knew you, that. Wait, is that like a Switch? Can you play it on Switch or some uh, shit? You can. It's been ported a bunch. I'm not sure if it's on Switch. You're it king of be. ports. You should know. Yeah. I am king of ports. You're king of ports. <laughs> I think they just did like a Castlevania anniversary like port for the Switch. Okay. I, I think so. And it's in there? I think it might be. Oh, that's fucking great. <laughs> I'm going to play that on Halloween. <laughs> oh. Too scary. King of Ports sounds like a like a, a nickname they would give to like some Dutch sovereign in the age of colonialism. Either that or a, a man who could take it in any hole. <laughs> uh, it's time for the question box. <laughs> All right, uh, our first question is from at Military Horses on Twitter. Are there any movie tie-in games that you love? Hmm, boy, this is a good question. I mean, do the do, do, I guess the Batman Arkham Asylum games don't quite qualify because they're not yeah. t tied in explicitly to a movie. Mm -hmm. mm, anything come to mind for you Gold guys? Goldeneye. Oh, yeah. Oh, and Goldeneye, I forgot sure. that I played the From Russia With Love game, which actually has Connery voicing yes. Bond, but he's way older. So it's a young Bond. It's Bond's second or Connery's second movie, but his voice is really strained and oh. tired. So it's weird, but it's a fun game. Huh. Um, I remember I was, I was working at Activision at the time of that game and what I heard – the time that game was came out and what I heard is that the way they got Sean Connery to do the voiceover is that like they threw a bunch of money at him and he was he declined and then he 
they said they'd get his all his grandkids like all the video game systems, and then he was on board. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's just really kind of sweet. sweet. Yeah. 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 Um, let's see. What what else was a uh, he, he knows he could just buy them those things. Right? <laughs> I think he does, but I think also too for like a perhaps a a man who likely does not understand consumer electronics because they're a certain age. It might be nice if they're just like, hey, we're gonna do this thing. You and know? also, yeah. he wants to think of his grandchildren playing grandpa's game. Like right, that's right. grandpa. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Chronicles of Riddick. Can that was pretty grandpa? good. Yep. That was supposed oh, yeah. to be good. I didn't play that one. Um, yeah, that was the, the Xbox one. Yeah, I, I mean, but I mean, like, oh, you know what? The second Spider-Man game, the Spider-Man 2 mm-hmm. game. That was really good. Decent. Mm. I have a very specific one. Peter Jackson's King Kong. I Peter didn't Jackson's play that. King Kong is very good. It I has heard a very it was good. good. Game. It's like a survival first person like, shooter game that you're on Skull Island and you're, fi- you know, fighting monsters and escaping King Kong. And then there's a third person part where you get to play as King Kong and fight dinosaurs. It rules. That's great. Yeah, it's yeah. very, very fun. I have a, I have a uh, philosophical question. Yes. So if the assets... What is a man? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a miserable little pile of secrets. <laughs> if the assets from a game are used in a movie, as they were in Assassin's Creed, where they actually used the in-game assets on the big screen, mm-hmm. and then the next game also uses those assets from the Fassbender Assassin's Creed. Is the next Assassin's Creed based on a movie, or are they all games, or does it matter? Because, I mean, my answer on this is going to be, like, those games suck anyway, so. <laughs> Ooh, boy, taking a broadside at the whole Assassin's Creed franchise. Yeah, I'm sure I'll get some tweets about that. <laughs> um, I would say that the uh, in that specific case, the movie is a game. Yeah, I, so. I, was, gonna, I, I was thinking the same thing. Great. The movie is a game. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Lego uh, Star Wars. I love. Oh those. yeah, sure. Those are fun. Okay. Yeah. The the yeah. The, I, I had fun oh, with shit, Lego Star yeah. Wars. A lot yeah. of the Star Wars games are good. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Battle the Battlefront games. Yeah. yeah. Yes, but I mean, like, like what? I guess, I guess it's just like how tied to a specific movie does it have to be? Well, like the NES. Super Empire Strikes Back, Super Return of the Jedi were pretty good. Pod Racer is a great game. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's good. All right. All right, that qualifies. Star Wars saved it. Yeah. Uh, all right, Matt. What's next? All right. Uh, this is from at Pokey sixty five. What is the most terrifying game you have played? Hmm. Um, boy, I this is going to get me. I'm good. People are going to make fun of me for this. I've said it on the podcast before, but I got so scared by Doom Three that I had to stop playing it. Whoa. And I, it's not even really? like a scare game, but it's just like it was too like atmospheric, and I was just like I can't handle this. Hmm. And especially because it, like FPS games already like make me a little like motion sick and so that that element plus horror i was just like this is too much for me gotcha um but yeah i don't i that made me that game makes me scared i'm trying to remember what was the was it resident was the resident evil nemesis that's nemesis that's the one the the big fucking monster was chasing after you right that one went i remember being pretty scary those would stress me out yeah yeah my answer would be silent hill 2 is probably the only time i can recall ever being actually like unnerved oh yeah silent hill 2 was was creepy as hell and it was a lot of it was the design of the monsters were upsetting yes and the the main villain in this in this game is a man who's looks like a butcher from the neck down but his head is a triangle yeah and it was just i was like pyramid head yeah pyramid head head fucked up. up. Pyramid Head is a nightmarish looking Pyramid. thing. Yes. Uh oh my god. It's a great design for for a bad guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's 
harrowing. He's yeah. scary as hell. Yeah. He's got like a like a serrated buster sword. Because right. it feels kind of like um, turn of the century cultish or, right. or yeah. like Egyptian or something. And you Ooh. also, when you oh. would see Pyramid Head in the game, the first time he almost looks like a glitch. Because you're like, what oh. is happening with his head? Yeah. And because the rest of his body is fairly detailed, but his head is a triangle. Um, yeah, I really liked uh, Silent Hill too. Pyramid Head should be like a mascot for a high school that's like the Pharaohs or something. And they got like a guy with a big pyramid <laughs> yeah. head. That would be fun. Cal State yeah. Long Beach, man. That's, that's right. Oh, pyramid. there you go. Yeah, the pyramid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the scariest game I've ever played is not a full game. It's a teaser. It was PT, oh. the Silent Hills canceled game yeah. teaser. And I played it for truly 30 seconds and turned mm. it off. <laughs> it's It was so fucked to me. I just could not believe because it's first person. Right. And like, I think the first thing I saw was down the hallway, someone like run into a door and close it behind them, but like in a creepy way. And I was like, no, not mm. just absolutely not doing this. No way. One of the uh, recent, um, I don't know, game hacker type people hacked this game. And there's a, uh, there's a supposed to be a, um, you hear a monster behind you. Uh-huh. And so they hacked into the game to find out like if there's any visuals for it and discovered that impossible to see in the game, there is a woman standing behind you oh, in, that, in that segment. And she follows you down the hallway and it is literally impossible to see her. So it's designed that you will never see it. You could never see the woman, but oh. it's in the game, Ugh. which makes me feel like, like that's almost legendary. Yeah. Like yeah. that's mythological. What game is that? PT was a demo for an upcoming unreleased Silent Hill game that was released for uh, PlayStation Four. Yeah, and then was taken down. Pull up that pull up that graphic in the corner. It's never been released. No, the, oh, the other one, the, the one that one. makes more sense to yeah. pull up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh really, really God. realistic looking. Gorgeous. Forget that PT for me. I'll stick to PT Cruisers. Thank you very yeah. much. Oh my God. PT Barnett for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what's, our, what's our next question, Matt? Our next question here. Uh, let's see. Let's go to. Uh, oh, what? Uh, this is from at Chris M. Vera. What modern horror franchise would benefit from with an 8 bit, 16 bit game? Oh, that's fun. That's a fun question. Mm. Mo- what are the modern the modern horror franchises? Yeah, modern horror. Uh, mm. Saw, like Conjuring. Um, oh yeah, what it about- follows. Oh, oh it, it follows. follows could work. It's yeah. gotta because it's slow. It's right. kind of yeah. synthy, so you could do like yeah. a good soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That score, which I think is by Disaster Piece, is, yeah. is already very video gaming. You could right. do like a midsummer game mm. that would just be like really bright visuals, and then once in a while somebody would die horribly. Oh, yeah. Oh, us too would be good. Us oh, would be good. Yeah. Yeah. Fighting yeah. doppelgangers. Yeah. Oh, that would be really fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm into that. And of course, you know, you they could uh, they could adapt the biggest horror show we have going currently, the news. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Your eyes were rolled completely back when you said that. <laughs> like a shark. Yeah. <laughs> this one is from at Patty OMG. What are some other games where you just resign yourself to death at a certain point? Mm. Oh boy. You know what? I FTL 
is a it, it, it's a this roguelike space exploration game. And there are there is a point you get on certain ships. You have a cloning bay and it's the most efficient play sometimes to kill your own crew, to put them into the airlock and deprive the room of oxygen to kill them because the clone that comes back will have a higher health. So like it's like because there's not a way to there's not a great way to heal. So that that's the one that I think of where like I'll just be like all right, sometimes I need to kill like most of my crew right now just to get fresh bodies in there. It's very <laughs> grim when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um the most recent experience I had with that question was in Mass Effect Andromeda where I fell off a cliff and it kept respawning me in the middle of the air. Oh my god. And I was like, "Well, I guess I just turn off this game. Mm-hmm. Like that was the most I felt like I'm I'm dead. Yeah, that's right. it. That's like just useless Groundhog Day. Yeah, <laughs> you don't learn anything. Yeah, I've, I've certainly gotten to like bosses that were too difficult to mm-hmm. like, and I just couldn't figure out how to pass it. So I was like, well, I guess this game is over. I'm not yeah. gonna play this game anymore. I'm not having fun. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. I've one thing I like there there are elements and I and I'm always I'm always scared to do it but I'm always wonder what would happen if you do it because we were talking about Dragon Quest earlier uh but like like I played the very first Dragon Quest game which was Portier's Dragon Warrior and at the very end there's a moment where the the final boss asks you to like join him and you can choose like oh. yes or no and I always thought what would happen like I was just like what would happen if you just say like yeah I'll do it and I think you just like lose but it is kind of like <laughs> it's kind of fun to have that choice that's bold yeah, yeah. speaking of dragons I, I have to admit that I listened to the dragon's lair episode oh hell yeah and, um I know you guys didn't like dragon's lair yeah a lot and, Are you uh, gonna cry? Yeah, <laughs> I just want you to know that was a formative game in my youth, <laughs> so it was really hard to hear. <laughs> That's all. I'm so why sorry. Did, why did you like it so much? Well, I think it was because it was like so novel. And oh, god! This it. was like height of going to arcades, and to see animation instead of like pixelated graphics was just mind bend. I wanted to be an animator and I was right. just but then listening to you guys I'd never even put it together like all the crap that that game throws at you and mm. yeah it's it is awful but man I and I never beat it in the arcade and I finally got it on DVD and you would play with your yeah. remote control. Wow. And then I like in the 2000s I beat it and felt like a chapter had closed in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I had spent right. so much my hard earned money. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, if this podcast serves a purpose, hopefully it's having people reflect on their beloved childhood games and realize they were wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you did that for me. That was the last thing I held dear. <laughs> uh, if you have questions for us, hit us up at H- at HDTGP pod on social media. Matt Gorley, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, what would you like to plug? Well, I guess on the the topic of Friday the 13th, the second season of that podcast, which was called In Voorhees We Trust with Gorley and Rust, is now In Myers We Trust with Geyers and Rust. (laughs) I've legally changed my last name for the rhyme. Uh, And this is coming out October 11th. This is my favorite horror franchise, so I'm really excited. Paul Rust is just the most lovely person to do a podcast with. He's great. Aside from you three. Oh, okay. oh, how about wow. that? Hey, yeah, what a nice. thing to say. And then Super Ego comes out, uh, th- that one comes out October 11th, and then Super Ego Season 5 comes out October 9th. So there's, uh, it's the season for podcasts. Hey, there you go. Wow. Lots yeah. of places to, lots of things to check out. Yeah, thank you. And hey, we got something to check out next week's game. Next week's game is 
back in 1995. Ooh. The scariest year? <laughs> I guess uh, I guess that's this week's episode. And next week, How Did This Get Slayed continues. Heather, I guess we should get over to that other cabin on the other side of the lake. Wait, ew. No, no, I wasn't saying that wasn't making an advance <laughs> on you. What the fuck? No, I'm Nick, saying there's like Nick, a. What are you doing? Well, 10 kids just died. <laughs> <laughs>